This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the family with. Tim Pittman. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt Bernard. Really? Thanks. What was her name again? Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. There you go. Nothing to do but frown. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan at Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. 
We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. The book, Contagion, the Amazing Story of History's Deadliest Diseases, Dr. Richard Gunderman. How are you doing, doctor? Very well. It's a pleasure to join you. It's nice to have you on. So there are so many questions that everybody in this room wants to ask you. So if you get bombarded with questions, I apologize. But there are so many interesting things. Uh... The coronavirus outbreak early last year has served as a stark reminder that humanity in the age of globalization is always vulnerable to new and deadly strains of the disease. And that's been going on since World War One. the fact that it became pretty global right around World War One, didn't it, Richard, I think? Yes, that's very true. Uh, the collection of all those uh, fighting soldiers from around the world on the battlefields of Europe really created conditions for a flu epidemic that was then able to spread around, partly because at the war's end, they all went home. So that was certainly perhaps the greatest uh, pandemic in human history. You know, it's thought about half a million people are infected and at least 50 million died. So it's unfortunately a chilling reminder uh, that we haven't outgrown infectious diseases by a long shot. No question about it. Now, Richard, Dr. Richard, can I just call you Richard? Please. I just want to make sure. Um, by coincidence, because I don't look ahead and see who's going to be on the show, and I don't pre-read stories. I like to have a fresh take on everything. But just this morning on the way in, I do a morning show as well, and on the way into the morning show, I was thinking, do I really believe that the flu disappeared just because COVID-19 came along? I mean, how, how did the flu just disappear like that, Doctor? Well, I don't think anybody knows for sure, but there's a pretty good chance that a, a lot of it had to do with the precautions we were taking against COVID, you know, keeping people apart from one another, mm-hmm. the flu-like symptoms to isolate, having people wear masks and so forth. You know, that was all targeted for COVID-19, but we think it had a lot of uh, collateral benefits, so to speak, in reducing the transmission of flu. Even things like uh, the common cold seems to have been less common this season than in years past. So the fight against COVID brought us some benefits that we didn't exactly intend, but we're delighted. Yeah, no doubt about that. I, now, did the, did the Japanese see this coming? Because they've been wearing masks everywhere they go for for years now, haven't they? Yeah, I think because uh, so many of the respiratory viruses uh, that spread around the world, including many strains of flu, because they arise in East Asia, people in places like Japan, Taiwan, the People's Republic of China may be uh, readier to put on masks when the need arises than we have been here in America. So, you know, travelers to those parts of the world are more likely to have seen, you know, pedestrians, motorists, mm-hmm. uh, people riding public transportation, wearing masks, certainly more common than you would have seen in the United States. 
But I think the United States has done a pretty good job. I mean, as far as I can tell, I'm, I'm in Minnesota, spent some time in Florida this winter, and everybody was masking up. To me, everybody seemed to, to follow the rules that I ran into. Yeah, I, I feel like the response has been very good. I have not traveled very much during the pandemic, so I can basically only report on three states in the Midwest. But I very rarely see people in enclosed spaces who don't have masks on. So mm-hmm. I think that message got through loud and clear. And uh, by this point, the big question for people is, you know, when when we, will we be able to dispense with the mask? Well, we all want to get there. There's no doubt about it. Again, the book is called Contagion, the Amazing Story of History's Deadliest Diseases. Our special guest, Dr. Richard Gunderman. I do like this question. Where have uh, we gone right when it comes to handling the current pandemic, and where have we gone wrong? Let's start with the right, because we want to cheer up first. Yeah, we all need that in times like this. We do, Well, yes. one area we can all be very proud of is uh, what, to my knowledge, is an unprecedented successful effort to develop a vaccine. You know, 15, 20 months ago, nobody would ever heard of the virus of the causes COVID-19, and, uh, you know, by this time last year, um, in development for a couple of months, and we're already being tested, and uh, less than a year later, we were starting to vaccinate the most elderly population, so that's a case where we've done extremely well with COVID-19, gives us hope for the future that, you know, if, if other viral pandemics like this come along, uh, we'll be able to respond even more quickly then. I have a quick question about that. Okay, so in a normal flu year, they guess what the strain might be, and then they make a vaccination for the flu based on their best guess. So this one, they had the strain so that they could take it and study it before they started the vaccine. Is that probably how we're going to do vaccinations in the future for the flu rather than these guessing games? Well, I just don't think that's likely to be the case. And the reason is we just don't know what's going to be in circulation, say, in the spring of the prior year. Uh, for which we need to develop immunizations for what we think would be the most likely cause of flu in the winter. Now, with COVID-19, in a sense, there was no guesswork involved. Uh, You know, the virus, its DNA, its uh, genetic material had been sequenced. People knew exactly what the target was and uh, could develop these new vaccines for the strain of of, uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus. Uh, you know, in advance, but the, the challenge going forward is going to be, uh, we already know there are strains with names, you know, a Brazilian variant or a UK variant and so forth. Uh, it's quite possible that this virus will continue to mutate uh, to develop into new strains in the future, new variants. And, uh, you know, we could find ourselves in a situation in, in years to come where we're actually being uh, vaccinated uh, for seasonal coronavirus infections. I, I'm not predicting that, but that's within the realm of possibility. The longer this virus stays in circulation in parts of the world, you know, we may have pretty much the United States, say, at the end of summer, but, uh, you know, in poorer parts of the world where vaccines aren't available, it will continue to circulate. Right. And as long as it does, 
probability new variants would develop is higher. So we really have an interest not only to um, get the virus under control in the United States and other wealthy countries, but really worldwide. You know, it is so amazing to me looking at all this. You And you just said it, Doctor that uh, the United States, the world, did a really great job getting this vaccine ready for people in record time. Do you think human beings will ever mutate to the point where we can actually give somebody credit on both sides of the issue, Republicans and Democrats? Or are, are we never going to mutate, Dr. Gunderman? <laughs> well, as you know, political affiliations aren't primarily biological. And, you know, look, as a physician and you know, scientist, can't really make a prediction on that point, but yeah. it would certainly be a happy day if it ever came. <laughs> I, I just think that people would be better, feel better about you know getting through this whole deal if that our, our national leaders could come together and stop sniping at each other. And it's on both sides. I don't blame it on the Democrats. I don't blame it on Republicans. They both do a really good job of slamming each other into the ground. I think it's poor leadership on both sides. Not all politicians do it. But I just don't, I think it hurts us more than it helps us, and I really wish they'd stop doing that. Yeah, I could say uh, from a medical point of view, it sometimes it's very frustrating when you're getting in the way of good public health, of putting lives at risk uh, unnecessarily. So I, I fully support what you're saying, and I, you know, I long for that happy day as well. You know, it's really great for me now about wearing the mask every day and all that stuff. You wear it up over your nose and your mouth. I've had several people go, you have really pretty eyes. <laughs> Apparently they never <laughs> noticed that before. <laughs> I was distracting them somehow, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Boy, I'm still waiting for that one. But congratulations. <laughs> I, you know, I can tell you, uh, you know, the, 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 the virus is a biological thing and COVID-19 is a medical thing. But there are big social and psychological aspects of this whole oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, and, and one thing we know about human beings is uh, we relate to human faces. And our faces covered, you know, it, it to some degree handicaps our ability to interact with one another, to feel connected to one another. So I think taking masks off isn't just a matter of, you know, gosh, it'd be easier to uh, drink a cup of coffee or something like that. But, uh, you know, once our faces are fully exposed again, I think we connect with each other much better. You know, when we, when we kind of bear a resistance to masked bandits or something like that. Right. No, exactly. Um, can I, I have another question. Okay. So what's the longest running um, pandemic that was historically? I mean, I, the Spanish flu lasted, to my understanding, two years. Yeah, that's about right. years. You're absolutely right. Well, unfortunately, there have been pandemics that have kind of uh, risen and fallen over time. So there were uh, outbreaks of what's commonly called the Black Death or bubonic plague in Europe that were literally separated by centuries. Now, it wasn't one ongoing pandemic, but, you know, that disease seemed to have uh, appeared, disappeared, and then reappeared again over periods of uh, You know, individual pandemics may pass in a matter of years, but that doesn't necessarily mean we vanquish the diseases that cause them. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, so the Spanish flu, was that also a coronavirus? Do they even know? 
Oh, yeah. We know for sure it's been possible to isolate the virus from people who died of it. For example, somebody who died and was preserved in permafrost. And I don't think there's any doubt at this point that that is a, uh, a strain of the influenza virus, which is not the same as the coronavirus. But, you know, both are transmitted primarily by a respiratory route, and both do uh, at least most of their damage through the respiratory system. You know, you hear people going into the hospital, having difficulty breathing, being placed on ventilators and that sort of thing. Well, that would be a scenario that that happens among the COVID-19 disease. Yeah, you kind of broke up there just a little bit. Could you repeat just the last two lines, if you could? Well, just that, uh, that, that both the influenza virus and the coronavirus are respiratory viruses, you know, spread primarily uh-huh. through the respiratory system, right. talking, coughing, that sort of thing. And that's where they typically cause their worst symptoms. You know, somebody gets a cough, they get real sick, go into the hospital, they may be on a ventilator. So in that sense, they're similar, but they are different kinds of viruses. Yeah, that that, that does make sense. Now, should we, uh, we we should probably talk about where we have gone wrong as far as the uh, the COVID nineteen virus is concerned, the Pantagen. Um, where have we gone wrong with this? Well, I think one mistake we made fairly early in the pandemic was. Uh, you know, some people may have seen public health authorities on popular TV programs like 60 Minutes saying that uh, at the time, this would have been March of last year, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, we don't think the general public needs to wear masks. Right. You know, masks are in short supply. We should save them for doctors and hospitals and so forth. And, uh, you know, at the time, that was not an unreasonable thing to say. But, boy, we learned uh, just in a matter of a month or two that it was pretty bad advice. So one thing we've gotten wrong is not uh, to make sure we understood the truth about the coronavirus and uh, only shared what we were very confident to be true. So I think it stirs, uh, stirs the pot of suspicion, maybe even cynicism in the general public. Do these public health experts, scientists, and doctors really know what they're talking about right because uh texas apparently they ended their mask mandate that doesn't mean that people aren't wearing masks but apparently their numbers have been going down since the mandate was list list lifted and dr fauci uh was saying he has no idea why the numbers would go down if people aren't wearing masks you know i think that's a really good point that we should generalize Uh, You know, so-called experts, uh, doctors, scientists, public health experts, uh, sometimes we make pronouncements as though we're certain about things. And I just thought there's a great deal of COVID-19 that we still don't understand. Why do we get these pockets of outbreaks, say, in a state like Michigan, uh, numbers way up in a state like Texas? numbers trending down, uh, as far as I know, we don't have any easy answers to those questions. So we need to be mindful of the limits of our own knowledge and and make sure we make the general public aware of what we know with a very high degree of confidence, the difference between that and some of the things that we're not sure about. Yeah, you're right, because, I mean, my opinion about 
viruses is that nobody really knows much of anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I know. mean, they, they mutate, they do what they want, they show up, they right. go away, and nobody knows why. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good point. We, for example, I don't think today know for sure why that great so-called Spanish influenza pandemic of 1918 that ran from 1918 to 1920 why did that disappear when it did? I'm, I'm still not sure we know the answer to that question. So, Dr. Gunderman, could you do me a favor and not keep telling my wife she's got great points? I'm going to hear about it all <laughs> night now. It's very rare that I ever get any credit for my great points, so great I'm going to soak it all in while I can. That's exactly it. That's exactly right. Do you think, as a, as a people on the face of the earth, or I suppose we can just focus on Americans, have we learned our lesson about washing our hands and washing our faces and keeping our lives much cleaner than they were? Because I would see people go into a men's room, do their business, and get up and walk out with not any going nowhere near the sink. Are we past yeah. that now? Do you think? Do you think we've learned our lesson? Well, I don't know. You know, I would love to say yes. And uh, we've seen this in the past, including with the Spanish flu. In the midst of a pandemic, many, many of us are willing to adopt new habits, uh, you know, to prevent disease transmission. But unfortunately, as that uh, pandemic gets further and further away in the rearview mirror, uh, some of us cease to be so vigilant and, uh, you know, we can careless again and oh, that has happened over and over again over human history and I'm afraid that, that at least it could happen with the COVID-19 pandemic yeah I, I just to pop back to the political question on this again you know the people are doing what they're told pretty much I, I think you know at least we here in Minnesota the people when we were in Florida were doing a good job with it as well but do you think they're going to get to a point where I, I can't do anything right? I have to get a vaccine passport. No, you don't have to get a vaccine passport. Well, then you have to do this, get this. and You know, people are trying their best, but the politicians just keep pushing more and more rules down our throat. Is that going to result in people going, well, then forget it. I'm not going to do any of it because that's what human well, beings generally do. Yeah, I think there's a risk of that. One, yeah. one clear factor is just pandemic fatigue. You know, how much longer yeah. does this go on? How much longer am I going to put up with this? Another thing is if people think they're hearing contradictory messages, and then another terrible thing is to have, uh, you know, uh, ask people, you know, to wear masks or socially distance, and then, gosh, you see, you know, photographs show up on social media together, you know, for an intimate dinner with friends, no thing or anything. Hypocrisy, I think, is one of our greatest in this regard. Nothing sows the seeds of cynicism faster, you know, than somebody who says, uh, do what I say, but not what I do. Right. That's very true. No, it is absolutely true. Well, I also feel that, you know, it's like, oh, well, the there will be no changes to your life, even though everybody's vaccinated. We're all going to have to wear masks. We're all going to have to keep social distancing. I mean, it's like if vaccinations are the answer, then why do we have to keep doing all of those other things? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, if we know that relatives or friends have been vaccinated, if everybody's going to be at a dinner party, that's a big problem. 
yep. so much about masks or social distancing. But, you know, when we're out in the public, you know, on the street or in the office or whatever, it's a little bit harder to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't. And I think in that context, at least for now, it makes sense uh, for those of us who can to wear masks. Uh, I think it's smart. It's I not really what do. I wanted to hear. <laughs> I don't like that answer. Probably not. Here, I'll give you an opportunity to change it. Well, I mean, when are we going to be at the point that everyone that wants to be vaccinated will be? And then it's like, like I don't pl- I'm not getting the vaccination and I don't care if people wear masks around me. You know, like. Won't there be a point? Because right now we're wearing masks because. Oh, you might not be vaccinated, but you want to get a vaccine, but you haven't had to get it yet, and you don't want to get coronavirus, and so we're all wearing masks. Right. But once we've got to the point where everyone that wants the vaccine has it, shouldn't we just, like, be done with the masks because they don't care about getting coronavirus because they've decided to not get vaccinated and whatever? Yeah, Mm because a lot of people that aren't in a high-risk group are just, like, you know. I I mean, we know people that have had the virus i know plenty of people that have had the virus and right. still got vaccinated so it's like which doesn't, make any sense. which doesn't seem to make any sense to me isn't getting the corona isn't getting covid 19 the natural way a better immune booster than a vaccination yeah that's a, a, a very good point but i think uh, the, the jury's still out on that one there's no doubt that people who've had covid uh, you know, we'll have an immune system that's primed to recognize it and respond to it in a way somebody who hasn't had COVID wouldn't. But uh, I don't think we're at a point yet where we can say that having had the natural infection, so to speak, provides the same degree of immunity and the same degree of enduring or lasting immunity as uh, getting the vaccine would. But, uh, but I also agree that people for whatever reason, seem pretty determined not to get the vaccine. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure we're going to be in a position uh, in terms of public to Although I could imagine a situation where, uh, say, employers uh, might require the people to get a vaccine at some point. Yeah, not yet, but good in the future. So, so that gives an opportunity for people that don't want to go back into the office and want to work from home to just right. have a good excuse <laughs> yeah, to right. not yeah. have to go right. back exactly. to the office. Some of the unvaccinated and, employee is in a closet. Yeah, and that's his desk. Now. Well, they don't have to. Yeah, don't have to join the rat race right. of getting to and from work. Oh, did you hear about that <laughs> island that had the volcano? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's an what? island that had a volcano. I can't remember what it is, and a bunch of cruise ships it's in the were, Caribbean. Yeah, a bunch of cruise ships were coming to pick up people from the island to bring them to other islands for refuge, but only vaccinated people were allowed on the cruise ship. Yeah, they wouldn't allow what? anybody else on the Survival cruise ship. That's true. <laughs> they wouldn't allow them. That's true. What? What? No. Die by I guess, lava. Uh, yeah. I guess we, sac- lava. we sacrifice unvaccinated people to the volcano gods You, now. You potentially <laughs> could maybe spread something with a very high survival rate, but mm. you die by lava. Right. Enjoy. Like standing on the yeah. door to the ship with the syringes of yeah. the vaccine. Come on, well, St. Vin- Vincent was the Yeah, well, St. Vincent, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll throw you some floaties. Oh, my God. Yeah. Swim. 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 Yeah, over. You'll be swim. fine. Never mind those thing. sharks. Have a rowboat. <laughs> we don't want you on our island, but you just be at sea for a while. Dr. Wow. Dr. Two wanna... weeks at sea. 
I want to ask you some questions about, because contagion is not just about COVID-19. Contagion explores some of the most notorious, grisly, and pernicious communicable diseases the world's ever known. How many, how many, I don't even know how many contagions have infected uh, human beings. Is there a number? Yeah, we don't really know. I mean, everybody's had the experience of getting the common cold. And, you know, those statistics are compiled. It's terrible you know, like, say, smallpox or COVID-19, we have a much better handle on the numbers. But, you know, it's quite possible that you and I, uh, growing up, you know, from infancy to adulthood, had uh, infections that didn't make us very sick. You know, maybe we had a few sniffles or an occasional cough and never even thought of uh, seeking medical attention. So it's really only the bad infections uh, that, you know, tend to get much notice and, and get counted accurately. You know, so weird is I, I grew up in a very poor household in a very poor neighborhood, but I don't ever remember having measles, mumps, chicken pox. I don't remember having any of those things. You know, I think and it could be you were immunized against them. I, I, I don't know, but that's at least a possibility. Yeah. But I can tell you some of these infections, uh, for example, polio, which has we're not seeing much in the United States anymore, but you just got to penalize people. Uh, people end up on... It's a kind of infection that when people about it early in life, say an infant or toddlers, tend to be fairly mild. The problem was, as we made progress in, you know, cleaning up our environment, uh, we reduced the, the transmission of that disease among infants and toddlers, and uh, people started to get it later in life, you know, as teenagers and young adults. And sadly, at that later stage in life, the disease was often more severe, and you had people ending up uh, or even killed by it. Yeah, no question. The book is called Contagion, the Amazing Story of History's Deadliest Diseases. Dr. Richard Gunderman, appreciate your time today, sir. I learned a lot, and you have a great sense. It's nice to hear a doctor that has a great sense of humor about, hey, we're trying to get through this, you know? That's wonderful. Well, thank you. I'm going to share that with my wife this evening. (laughs) (laughs) Have a a good day, doctor. Thank you, sir. You too. Thanks so much. Bye. We'll be back with the family. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine. 
and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. All right, now we have Catherine here. Here I, I am. I just want to thank Catherine for being my wife. The fact that there was no chance after I married you that I'd end up with Grimes, who is uh, Elon, Elon Musk's Musk. girlfriend, right? Uh, I'm so confused. Are people getting more and more crazy by the day? I would say yes. Because, wait, I just need to rewind. Because if it weren't for you, he probably would have ended up with Grimes. You saved him. (laughs) Okay, so Grimes apparently did something. He looks a lot like Lily Monster. Oh, is she the one with the the neck? No, that was was Bezos' wife. (laughs) Oh, God, her neck was like a foot long. It was like a foot long, it was. I've never seen a neck like this. She seems to actually be like a decent person. Yeah, she does. She's donated. Just has a very long neck. Tons of <laughs> no, okay. no judgment, just an observation. <laughs> so you want to hear what the story on Grimes, Elon Grimes. Musk's girlfriend? Yes, sure. You mean Techno King's girlfriend? Yes, Techno King. No, Emperor of Mars. Oh, he's changed it yet again. Emperor uh, of I Mars think this is, is basically his, new, his new title. sense yeah. of humor. Yeah, so uh, his girlfriend Grimes, who I believe is like 70, 80 years younger than him, I don't know what it is. 70 or 80. So a few years, I know that. Uh, Grimes gets full back tattoo of alien scars. Mm. What does that mean? What does that mean? An alien scar? Like, scars I'm going to take to, gonna take to Instagram and see. Uh, oh. Well, boyfriend Elon Musk calls himself Imperator of Mars, yeah. Uh, Grimes is paying tribute to Outer Space and Runway. The Canadian singer, singer, I didn't know she was a singer. She any good? I didn't. I think either. when you have Elon Musk's money, you can. Oh, she did. Put it, she said she yeah. didn't put up a picture. Let me see. I can't see it. Is that like Here, a metaphor for him beating her? Why, if he's oh. an alien and those are alien scars? Uh, ah, Jesus, Palomino, who wants her back to look like that? Apparently, Grimes. Apparently Grimes does. And how are they alien scars? Grimes against humanity. <laughs> ah! Hey! What do you think of hey. that? Hey. We're going hey, home man. early today because... Who like a stocky on to the first day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. The Canadian singer has unveiled a new tattoo across her back that she says will resemble beautiful alien scars. Beautiful. I've never seen an alien scar, so how they would just, you know what they look they like? They look like I mean, jellyfish they, stings. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to rethink my Tesla stock. Maybe I'll just yeah, dump transfer that it out. Because if she's crazy doesn't mean you're not going to make money. Well, that's true. That is true. I, so, okay, alien, I mean, what's the difference between a 
person, human scar and an alien scar. I don't know. See, that's the whole question. Well, it that, one like looks, human scar. that one looks more like a network of veins or something. It doesn't really look like, you know. God. What is well, with scars? Why is everyone so weird about image. scars anyway? Oh, God. I don't know. It's like somebody yeah. has a scar. People are like, oh, my God, they've got a scar. It's like, whatever. I'm not offended by the look of a scar. Yeah, people are weird about scars. Very weird about scars. Um, I know somebody saw Sage's pox scars from when he had chicken pox, and it was like, <gasps> he's going to have those his whole life. And I'm like, yeah. What? It's a chicken pox. <laughs> like, it's, it's a tiny that. little dot. Yeah. Like, right. like, that will probably fade. If you have kids, I feel like I have so many random just like scars that oh, yeah. just appeared. Like, I don't know. It's probably from something like ran into the corner of a wall in a house or yeah, playing so exactly sports as a happened. kid. Like, there's nothing yeah. crazy. Okay, uh, before I read this, I have to do this in front of all humanity. As a white man in America today, I have to apologize to Tevin for uh, what, apologize what Grimes... Oh, geez, here <laughs> we go. Uh, what she's about to say here. And i got to mm-hmm. be honest with you, I'm getting really, really, really sick of people and their phony ghetto accents. I'm getting really sick of that Mm -hmm. because everybody's got one now. Mm -hmm. So I'll just read what she says. Don't have a good pick because it hurts too much and I need to sleep. Ha ha. And it'll be red for a few weeks. But going to be beautiful alien scars. Uh, Gombi. Not going to be. Gombi. Gombi. I hate that so much. Oh, the thing is, we're not talking about... You talked yeah. like that when you were a kid, did you? Because yeah, unless you did, so stop fake. talking like well, that. Well, she, like, I'm reading a, oh. I'm reading her different posts, and it's like, had an impromptu tattoo party at midnight, midnight last night. Strong spells today. Oh, so she's completely she's, insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's oh, yeah, there's answer. a picture of her with, like, a giant sword. Hey, why would you Just be attracted to her? Techno. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe he likes kooky babes. Well, he's yeah. kooky. No, yeah, he's really cool. Definitely. And they have a child, the poor. Do they really? Dear. Is that yeah, the. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tesla went well, they up $46 to... today after that tattoo remark. So. They <laughs> working for so bye, 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 bye. <laughs> get it while it's hot. Yeah, there you go. It's Pick up, it up, it's up to $700 a share. Hmm. $700 bucks a share? Mm-hmm. I should have bought some when I bought their vehicle. That's what I should have done. Probably. What are you going to do? What are you gonna do? Well, I originally gonna? bought it at like four fifty, and then it went up like a ton. So I sold off a sh- one share. You mean four dollars and fifty cents? No, four hundred dollars. What? You'd be multi-millionaires if she bought it at four dollars. Yeah, and right. no, God, that's true. Oh, so. oh I, I wish. And then so I sold one, and then it kept going up and up and up. So I thought, oh, I'll buy. I'll buy another one, and then I bought it too high. Yeah, of course, <laughs> and it that's hasn't what reached happens. that level yet. That's how so. the stock market works. You know? I know it's all. You buy it too big. high, you buy one too it's just, low. Just, then you buy the stock one market high. is the craps table. There's yeah, no doubt about and it. Anybody oh, it gives you can so join much anxiety, in. like especially if you have like one of the apps where you can watch it like tick up and down every yeah. thirty seconds. I, I could not do, do that. You, f- you could never. No way. Ever. There's no way I could do that. I can't even have. You'd lose your credit card. So. Why not? I just because I, she loses. You I have lose a them? debit card, and that is all I. Oh, I'm debit, like, I debit cards are good. I'm like I don't. They I can't good. have a credit card because I don't trust myself to pay it. Like remember to pay it off. Mm. 
and just I would lose it, and I'm like, no. So stocks and just do online banking, I, and nope. it just pays it. Right. Nope. Yeah, set yourself up for nope. some automatic payments. Yeah. Yeah, no set interest. yourself up for success. I have my debit card, and I'm very happy, and that's all I ever want to do with any of my money. Want to hear why that's a good no. idea? Because uh, just before I met your mother, I was a very, very young man. A couple of years before I met your mother, and I had a good job doing. I was doing some. Twenty voiceover. years before I met your mother, I was a very young man. <laughs> oh, a couple Sorry. of years, I said. Not <laughs> twenty years, I said. A couple of years. Just a child. I don't know. But it in came into case, my head and it came out my mouth. Sorry. Well, no, I forgot what I was going to say, oh, but dear. you know, Perfect. it all works out in the end. And what the hell was I talking about? You really don't know. Um, I said that I just have a debit card, and you said that's a really good idea. Credit cards. This is a lesson to all you kids out there, because I was doing pretty well. Uh, I wasn't making, you know, millions or anything, but I was doing making a pretty good income. And I just charged everything, because I thought that's what you do. You just take your credit card, and you charge everything. Mm -hmm. I got a credit card statement, $62,000. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> Woo! I'll never forget that day. I was like, Did you buy a house? I, what did you buy? I on must your have bought card? everything in sight because I had a credit card, so I'm buying everything in sight. Absolutely. Hey, I just did the movie trailer for what was that movie? At Close Range. I'm gonna uh, charge you. So you, you had the you had the NBA itis. Yes, I did. <laughs> I absolutely did. Yeah. Well, I do love that when guys sign contracts or that's the. the, the, the you know, initial contract, immediately go out and buy like a Maybach, buy oh, like a yeah. $700,000 Rolls car. Royces for the neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, well, there exactly. goes all of the money that you yep. just Yes. No, I, I have a couple friends that are in the NFL, and they talked about their the first contract they signed. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I thought, you know, I'm just going to get all this money, and I'm instantly rich. And they're like, no, I'm waiting on like a... $1,700 paycheck every week or whatever the case is. Like, <laughs> like yeah, no, they don't just hand you a million dollars on your first day. You're like, like no, you they do not. I've I never think understood why when guys are in that situation where they come from nothing and they get these huge contracts, why they don't just assign them a financial advisor and because sit them down and talk to them about, even if it's just a talk about you might think that $5 million yeah. is a ton of money, right. but if you go piss it away, it could, it's gone. Right. That money's gone. Look at MC Hammer. Most of yeah. the guys that I know, and I don't know them all. I'm sure there are some really good ones, but I wouldn't trust them to tell me anything or handle my money. Just they pretty much like the people who did anyway. Hand, just, just an, an and, advice. Just and some from, advice. Yeah, and from what I've heard is they have like their rookie symposium where they tell like right. their financial right. or whatever, but they just tell them like, yeah, just put it all in like a 401k, and like that's the extent of like their Hopefully. that's not financial good growth. Plan. What is the guy's name that was just accused of select sexually assaulting twenty two women? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Damn it! Did he just sign a forty million dollar oh. a year contract? Uh, oh. Did he? Somebody know, told I, me four. Well, I know like a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. He just signed. Yeah, huge. Like forty huge million a year, and, and then he does that. What are you thinking? Did, did he come into this the money with that kind of history, or was no. it I got money and now I'm molesting no, everybody I can find? I think that no. it was like going on under the table. Yeah. I guess no pun intended for the masseuse, but uh, oh, yeah. the, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but I think like it was un, people were unaware, <laughs> and then they kind of found out after the fact because he's also trying to get traded and force his way out. So people think that the team or somebody leaked it on purpose. Oh, really? Yeah. But 22 people, that's not yeah. that's hard to leak. Now. Yeah, it's not. Now that's it's more of a, a lot of the dam broke. 
Yeah. You pissed away. And how the contract was like 200 million total. Yeah, well, it? he was like in position to get oh. a new deal and be like the highest paid quarterback other than like Patrick Mahomes because he's considered the next superstar. Right, so right. to go from that and like being he, before all of this came out, he was the, like the nicest guy in the NFL, allegedly. And so. Now it's yeah. money can drive people it's, over the edge. No doubt about well, that. They get that. They get that power thing. Yeah, they do. I can make somebody who's powerless do stuff, and that's yeah. what oh. I'm going to do. Yeah. Just and sad. Especially because his story coming up, I want to say it was him that like he grew up with just his mom. Like he has a very sad story. So when he yeah, signed he his first contract, right. yep. I remember there was a big press conference where he's crying with his like "Thank you, mom, we made it" type Aww. of thing. And so then now for this to come out is like, oh, that is he, terrible. That's it just taints his reputation. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, Catherine, I, I'm going to take a cab home because I, I forgot. Uh, I have to go get some alien scar tattoos right after the show. Oh so. You do what you need to do yeah. he just yeah, reached to be out happy said, in this world. I'm the guy that did the alien scars on Grimes, so come on by, Tom. You'll be good to go. No question about <laughs> Matching it. Matching alien tattoos. Matching alien tattoos with Grimes. Oh, God. You would not do well getting a tattoo. I'm really, oh, God, I'd be whining like a child. No, actually, it wouldn't hurt that much. No, that's, I thought that I would be that way when... But it's not that bad. No, it's not a big no. deal. Depends on where you get it. I was going to say, I've heard that, that it bad. depends on where it is. Do you have a tattoo that says, born to raise hell on your bicep? <laughs> <laughs> love to ride. Love to ride. Yeah. Ride to get that one on there, yeah. too. Live, laugh. live to ride. Yeah, I have a live, laugh, love tramp stamp. Live, laugh, love is good. That'd be a good one. Give a butterfly. <laughs> Mix the aesthetics. Yeah. Got the whale tail cooking. Yeah, so I eclectic. Sure. I want to make sure we have all my bases mm-hmm. covered. For <laughs> all your, all your tattoos. <laughs> Bases covered, tribal armbands. And- yeah, I've never had a desire to get a tattoo. I don't know. And just try, trusting somebody with a sharp object is hard for me to do. I just remember seeing them on, you know, old people. Yeah, oh, yeah they sag a lot. And it was like they it just kind of turns into a, a blob, a it saggy, does, yeah. wrinkly blob. <laughs> I'm like, meh. Yeah. Uh, I think that's more of a don't let yourself become a saggy, wrinkly blob. I think blob. if you get old enough, yeah, it just there's happens. No, yeah, there's no way it just happens. Have you seen a nine-year-old person? <laughs> <laughs> there's no. <laughs> Not, not a lot of muscle structure. Not that the person turns into a blob. It's just the skin does weird things as you age. Well, there you have it. It really does. I don't know. We just try to stay ahead of all this stuff. I did. It's really too bad that that uh, Dr. Gunderman's line broke up. I, know. I, I thought he was doing a really good job explaining this, that, and the other thing, but the line just wouldn't stop breaking up. So what could we do? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I, don't I don't know. I am just like I said. This whole like, Fauci. I know mm-hmm. that everybody thinks he's the king and god of the world. I know. And they love him. I think he's trying to make But he's money. such a freaking Eeyore. I mean, yeah, anytime anything yeah, good true. happens, yeah. things get better. Uh, just wait. It's going to get worse. Wear 12 masks. Wear, yeah, I mean, it's just like, oh, he's just such an Eeyore. I just wish he had something positive to say about anything. It would be nice. World. It's true. Last week, Mitch McConnell warned American businesses to stay out of politics amid the fallout over Georgia's new voting restrictions. CEOs do not appear to be heeding the warning, though. The Washington Post reports that more than 100 chief executives and corporate leaders spoke on a Zoom call over the weekend to discuss a coordinated response against similar laws under consideration in other states. We cannot turn this country over to CEOs. They will destroy us. When are we going to learn? Never. They are going to destroy this country to make money. You, you do know that. They don't give a rat's ass about your voting rights or no. you being treated well. They want to make money. And if they kiss your ass enough, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll give it to them. Well, you can stop supporting huge 
companies if you can. It's pretty hard to do sometimes. It is almost impossible sometimes. Especially it's like if you want to not spend four times as much money on certain things. Like I would love to buy everything from small businesses and all this stuff. But it's like, oh, you know what? If I buy it on Amazon, it's half the price and I don't have to pay for shipping it. Actually, Amazon's prices aren't all that great all the time. Oh, I I check on certain things. Not on everything. But I'll check like other places and it's like well okay i guess here i am stupid it's so stupid i know especially the whole shipping thing because shipping is usually like eight dollars and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. i'm buying a yeah you know pair of sunglasses for my child that cost three dollars how much is amazon prime a month it's 90 a year oh really i thought it went up okay so it's almost it's close to 10 bucks a month yeah, but if you're buying stuff online, I mean, I don't really do that much online shopping. No, I don't either. I don't. I don't even know the last time I bought something on Amazon. God, you used I've, to be the king of Amazon. I used to, but I don't. My God, he'd get his paper towels from Amazon. Everything. Toilet paper. Everything. Toilet paper. You name it. The yeah, amount of not Amazon anymore. Boxes. Well, I don't like them anymore. No. All right, I gotta I gotta ask Tevin for a favor as the spokesperson for Black people everywhere. Mm-hmm. We've just I, got, I got a full docket today. You got a full docket. Yeah, you can't help me today. But how about tomorrow? No, we can. We can. We'll, we'll fit you in. I want you to explain something <laughs> to me. Uh, CEOs uh, Kenneth Chenault of American Express and Kenneth Frazier of Merck urged others to sign a statement condemning what they view as discriminatory legislation. And the Wall Street Journal reports that such a statement could be out this week. Last month, Frazier and Chenault. Coordinated response specifically from black executives for the New York Times, and this effort is an expansion of that. How do you, as the chairman of the board of American Express, talk to me about discrimination? I know. Right. I don't yeah, understand well that for part. yourself. Maybe it's time to you're stop a, complaining. Almost a billionaire, and you're the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world. Right. Unless you have some sort of backstory, like don't just come out and give a blanket. PR right. statement. Like, if you're gonna actually like sit down and have like a conversation about your experiences and give advice on, like, but I'm not. Nobody's looking to American Express for guidance. I think. Like, I don't know. No, I, feel I, weird think, you're, when, no, I think you're absolutely right. About like He's just out. grandstanding. Yeah. Well, that's like all. The rest yeah. of them. It's all just social media feel good stuff. Right. And because it's like you have two signaling. options: like say something or say nothing. And then they go, well, it's probably better for our business to say something. They weigh the loss and profit options and say you know oh, what, yeah. we're gonna make a statement because we'll get more support and yeah you know. it's exactly they uh well like alex's husband works for a bicycle company sure <clears> does. <throat> and when the whole george floyd thing went down it was like it, you he had to do all of this oh my god he was a wreck because he's just like because he does it, it's a bicycle company yeah and he does and they were like what's your statement on this how are you standing what's your stand you have to tell us you have to do and then so like, they would do from... something and then it's like then you can do wrong. better yeah. oh god yeah. if i had like, a job yeah. i probably would have ended up in prison <laughs> it was like, it was really bad he was like just so because he does all of bites. the marketing and he's mm-hmm. like i am not I don't know, like what I'm not well versed in race issues and how to yeah, we need an tell expert. people what to do. He's like, and he was the one that they were like, "Well, you have to figure out what to do." And he's like, "Well, we're not going to say anything because we're a bike company." Right, it's like and then a free yeah. bikes for everyone. Yeah, like what? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, you like come in I don't black, know. You get a free bike. Yeah, bike for you. Yeah, now you're yeah. talking. Right. And then they did something, and yeah, it wasn't good enough. And then blah blah blah. And then he has Never like good enough. And then no. he his company is owned by they have like 
parent company and then he works in a brand within a company and then the parent company wasn't doing anything and so he was like i feel like i shouldn't say anything it was yeah and he was just yeah. like i don't know it's all <laughs> just wrong no matter what i do it's wrong <laughs> well i'm looking at the list and of the 10 that i names that i saw i only do business with two of them as of right now and i probably will drop them as well uh this statement just made me want to puke the Zoom call shows that CEOs are not going to be intimidated, says Yale management professor Jeffrey Sonnenfeld, one of the organizers. They felt very strongly that these voting restrictions are based on a flawed premise and are dangerous. What do you mean you're not going to be? The only reason you're doing this is because you're afraid people will cancel you. You're a sugar tit, completely scared, and you're totally intimidated. Don't tell me you're not intimidated. What a joke. But here you go. Here, here are the companies who are on the call. PepsiCo, I don't buy anything from Pepsi. Unless, of course, they bought San Pellegrino or something. Maybe they did. Yeah. Yeah. Single-handed. Yeah, you'd, be, yeah, you'd be surprised. I wouldn't yeah, doubt it. You would used be to surprised. single-handedly keep PepsiCo no, afloat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as he stopped drinking it, oh, my God, their stock fell. The no wonder they're not Pepsi going to be went down. Okay, right. so you got PepsiCo, PayPal, Levi Strauss, Delta. We still fly once in a while, but I'd like to go back to flying Sun Country. We fly Sun Country. American Airlines, LinkedIn, Starbucks, Target is the other one I go to, uh, which I don't. I don't even go to Target. Well, very Target's often. better than Walmart or Amazon. Yeah. Uh, AMC Entertainment, I go to Man Theaters and uh, Marcus Theaters. So, Hess Corporation. What's Hess Corporation? Is that for like Nazis? I think that's gas. Isn't it? Oh, Hess Oil. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Yes, I think is. you're right. Oil, gas, and energy. So I don't do business with any of these people anyway, so what the hell do I care? Go ahead and boycott all you want. I don't buy your products. Okay, so the I wish that I knew exactly what the Georgia laws were changed to, because what I understand is the now, Denver's, now, they're, now they're the same as Denver's and yep. Delaware, where Biden is from, yeah, has, even worse. has worse voting yeah, restrictions. It is. So what is so this what all is the really whole about? thing about? Why are we signaling? Yeah, there's a reason that all these corporations are all of a sudden joining hands to fight the menace that is Georgia, and I have a feeling it's because they can make money by doing so. And you know what? What's driving it? There's no question about it. They can't lose Georgia anymore because Atlanta is now 51 percent black. Did you know right. that? The population of Atlanta is 51 percent black, oh, and if you lose was... Atlanta. That 51% of black uh, black population is going to inspire other black people to say, you know what, we're being scammed in this whole deal. Because people of color are being scammed across the board in this deal. They're being used by billionaires. Mm-hmm. And really, Do you think they'll realize that, Tevin? I think so. I feel like there's, a, at least in like my circle of friends and community, like there seems to be more of a an awareness that, like, oh, you have to do more research. You don't just, like, you, Good. somebody tells you to Good. do, when you, all of a sudden... Everybody's saying it to go do like when the vaccine came out and they're like, oh, like black people go get the vaccine. Right. And everybody's like, why are we campaigning for black people to go get the vaccine? Like, let's look into this a little bit more. Like, <laughs> right. Why is everybody so eager? Right, right. For this? Exactly. Like, and, it's just, and it stems into anything else where it's like, okay, take the time to do some research and look into what is actually going on. Why are they trying to get you to go do this thing instead of something else? Wow. It's not just a black things like just no. people in general like yeah well it's hard to find the truth though isn't it about no, it everything because yeah for every one article you see and there was like the uh i forget the name of the documentary on netflix that looked into the like facebook hack leak of information like with the oh, right. Trump, yeah. Yeah. uh administration and it was like they were like tailoring certain 
adds to certain people. Like if you like these videos, well now we're gonna show you oh, yeah. videos yep. that get you to feel this way. And then the oh, other yeah. side we're gonna yep. show you these videos. And so it's like, yeah, everybody's being manipulated the second you pick up your phone and wake yep. up in the morning. Yep. I don't ever click on the video. All right, yeah. we gotta take a break here, but I'll close with this. Uh, this is not good news for Americans, I'm here to tell you. The upshot of the meeting is that top CEOs plan to get dramatically tougher on state lawmakers who enact new voting rules. In other words, you either do what we pay you to do or we're not going to give you money anymore. Right. This is all about money. It has nothing to do with you being black or me being white. This is money, and that's mm-hmm. all it is. And guess who's not going to get it again? Black people. It's like always poor people. Not just black people, but poor people. Uh, it, it's disgusting what they're doing with this. Anybody who says something like, we're not going to be intimidated, is intimidated. Yeah. That's why they say things Well, like I think that. the people that live in Atlanta, once they found out that they were going to be jobbed out of $100 million in revenue for their businesses, they yeah. were like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, 60%, 60% of that $60 million was going to go to black uh, business owners. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, well, that makes sense. You're 51% black population. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, you're going to be 50, 60% of uh, the businesses. I, it was a terrible idea, and I'll never understand why they did it. We do have to take a break. We'll be back. With the Tevin Hour, he's going to tell us what we should all do. I got you guys. America, come to me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back.